Let's do some homework. Each week, we're going to break down Sunday's message and look at next steps that we can take as disciples who imitate Christ. We hope you are encouraged and challenged in our time together and that you use this opportunity to take your own next steps to bring a little bit of Jesus into your community. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody, welcome to our homework podcast where we break down our sermon as we go on Sunday and we hear God's word and we think about it. We call it homework because we want you to take it home with you because our job as a disciple of Jesus is to do the work. And we are on the last week of our discipleship series. And our hope and prayer is that you have maybe learned a little bit about yourself, that you are seeing the direction we as a church are going and that there are tangible steps um, that you have learned in ways that you can grow as a disciple of Jesus. What I like about kind of where we ended this past week is over the past four weeks, we've we've walked from discipleship starting with Jesus mm-hmm. in the one and then into him training the 12 and then how the 12 uh, were called into their own acts of service last week. And then this week it turns to us. And I think so many times we can end up skipping over a lot of that Mm pre-work and just going like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing for Jesus? Right. Without realizing where it started, but then also watching how he trained the disciples. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know what you get, but I'm I'm more we talk about like our own contribution or our own calling or or responsibilities. It's easier for me to step into those when I realize maybe who's come before me. Like we talked about the disciples last week of they were kind of just regular dudes. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet God still used them in incredible ways. And Jesus trained them over three years. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think as we get into this, maybe we're in the midst of our training right now. I think there's some of us that might be listening that we're, we're working towards that calling that God has for us, but we're still learning and we're still growing. And that's, that's cool. Um, that's good. But I'm excited to see as we talk about the gifts that God has given us, where we're all heading and where God might be calling us. Yeah. And I agree. I think the only thing we want to be careful of is as we talk about being on this journey, that our mindset is not this not yet mindset with God, right? Like if I'm on this journey and I'm thinking, well, I'm still growing, growing doesn't mean that I'm still, I can't be used by God now. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep going back to our just a kid series. And when yeah. I think about discipleship as a whole, I was driving in this morning thinking about the sermon and I was thinking about discipleship as a whole. And to me, it's still this big, heavy word that I feel like great responsibility. Like what am I doing for Jesus? And at the end of the day, discipleship is being obedient, listening to God and doing it, God still does the miracle period. Yeah. Right. So I will forever always be on this journey of discipleship and I I will forever be growing in my relationship with Christ and trusting and learning and praying and you name it. But I feel like sometimes we say like, well, I'm not ready yet. And that's not what God was about. All the disciples absolutely like Matthew was just chilling. Like, yeah. Matthew, the great tax collector, (laughs) the bad guy, the rich guy, the not liked guy. Jesus wasn't on his radar, right? Like he just, he got called and he went and there was never a like, 
not yet, or I'm not done. I'm not ready moment. And so I just get stuck on that with discipleship is I want people to get at the end of this. God wants to use you now. And the gifts piece, I think that we're talking about today is us being aware of what our gifts are and how can God use us. Mm -hmm. But he still orchestrates the moments and the miracles. Absolutely. I just have to be open to listening. Yeah. Well, I think a great example of that happened last night. We were out with our high school kids. Um, We were bowling together. We went to bowling alley just for a couple hours to to hang out and to be in community together. And uh, we got to have conversations afterwards with some of the staff there uh, just about Jesus. Yeah. Uh, And and it all started because uh, they said, well, your group was super respectful and kind. And, you know, I think as, as leaders and parents, sometimes we can be a little too, um, can have too high of expectations. So like, we're like, oh my gosh, we're really self-conscious of like maybe our family or our kids in public, but they were like, no, they were super kind. They were respectful, um, very understanding to the whole night. And that opened a door for us just to talk about Jesus. And yeah. so did we have to be pro bowlers? No. Did we have to be the, the perfect group. No, we were weird and crazy last night. And, you know, threw multiple bowling balls down an alley at one point, probably, uh, maybe, but God still used that. Right. And it was totally, we weren't even supposed to be at that bowling alley last night. Yeah. We had to move it in the middle of the week because the other one was full. Yeah. Right. Like God did that. But what I think is important is realizing like we're all for the most part already on that journey. Like Matthew said yes to at least just starting the journey, mm-hmm. right? To going. He didn't say, hey, let me like go to the temple a bunch or like the synagogue and learn how to be better and then I'll join you. Mm-hmm. He, he went, right? And I think his disciples were, were on that journey somewhere. Some of us the beginning of it, some yeah. of us further along and at different stages, but um, God gets to use us that whole time, right? And the disciples failed sometimes right jesus would would ask them questions or send them out to do something and they'd mess it up and then he'd come back and remind them of who he was and and their Mm -hmm. calling and um, so i think there's a lot to be said about just jumping on the journey jumping on the journey and then letting god work in you and through you yeah 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 i think that's my ultimate struggle is i feel this pressure to be good enough or to do it the right way or when God call like think of a baseball analogy like if I'm a pinch hitter when God calls my number I got to mm-hmm. be ready yeah. right and it's like no mm-hmm. when God calls my number or when God opens a door an opportunity my sole job is to say yes yeah my job mm-hmm. is not God didn't put this pressure on me that I have to hit a home run. Mm-hmm. It's not the World Series. I'm not winning the game. Jesus died. The, yeah, <laughs> you it's know? already been won. Yes, but yeah. that's my struggle is I'm like, oh, I have to do it right. I have to do enough. I have to do this. And God's like, no, just walk with me. Mm-hmm. Just say yes. And that's my hope and prayer for discipleship for us as we take this big concept that I yeah. think is too much for me or too smart or too educated. And today, how are you using your gifts to serve Jesus? Today, how are you open? And those kids showed the gospel, going back to like Jason's first week, by their actions. Yeah. They didn't have this entire gospel conversation nope. with these people. You got to have conversations afterwards, but they showed Jesus by the way they lived yep. and loved each other. Yep. That was it. That's easy. Right? Sometimes it's easier than others, but it's, yeah. it's easy. Right? Um, 
And I think it, it, you mentioned gifts in there. And I think that's so key for a lot of what we do is that there's not one way yeah. that God has called all of us, like the only way. Here's how to be a disciple. And it's a it's a straight and narrow path. You know what I mean? It's like, it's Jesus, mm-hmm. right? That part's true and real and not going to change. But, but the rest of it and like how we serve and how we lead and how we enter into that discipleship journey is all different based off our gifts based yep. off our gifts and riley, he wired us in a bunch of different ways last week riley was snapchat yeah right so yep. there's there's not a rule book that it has to be x y and z in a certain yeah. way for us to live and to serve jesus yeah well we talk about spiritual gifts and here at glory day we have uh spiritual gifts well we know spiritual gifts are in scripture um but we have a spiritual gift test mm-hmm. that we encourage our members to do yep. and if you um, don't know what that is or haven't taken it yet, we encourage you to take a spiritual gifts test to be aware of um, the gifts that God has given you and how you can use them. And when I say use them, it is a general statement in any way, shape or form, right? Mm-hmm. We we have plenty of ways that people can use and serve, use their gifts inside the church. Right. But if we're about homework and doing it and being a disciple Uh everywhere, please don't get stuck on. Absolutely. I I will never turn a volunteer away. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I need help. Um, But ultimately, it's not solely what we do here, but it's elsewhere. And not to say to you that if you have the gift of leadership that you have to serve or lead in the same way that someone else with the gift of leadership Mm -hmm. leads. Right. Yeah. That's all. And just how God has wired us. And when we think about spiritual gifts, you know, depending on the assessment that you take or where you look in scripture, you might see different lists or different numbers of gifts, but I think what, anywhere from like 15 to 20 is usually what most of them have. And uh, I'm curious, Kat, out of yours, we kind of rank them in like dominant and supportive. So it's still a, it's a Mm -hmm. personality test essentially. So there's some leeway here, but um, what are ones that maybe it's, come up to the top in your own life? Maybe what's a way that you've used one of those gifts in the past few months? Are there any that come to mind? Uh, yeah, that's so tough. I think one for me is um, mercy. Mm-hmm. So based off our rock spiritual gift, uh, the gift of mercy empowers you to empathize with those in need, especially those suffering and in trauma and to manifest empathy so that those in need are strengthened. And for me, um, mercy comes in the form of my prayer becomes, uh, let me see them with eyes of Christ. So when I look at somebody, not the way that I would see them, but the way that God does. Mm-hmm. And I look at, um, scripture and I love this and we don't do this, but in the old Testament, especially with Joe, but the culture of that day was when somebody was in need, you sat with that person yeah. and the way that we grieved in the old Testament was sackcloth and ashes mm-hmm. and things. There's this real grieving, but really owning our feelings and living in it. But you did not talk until the person who was suffering spoke mm, first. Yeah. And I just think of our times in the hospital and people always say, we don't know what to say. And sometimes I really wish when we were in the hospital, people didn't say some of the things they said, but man, I had, I had some ladies who, sat with us Mm -hmm. and in our biggest need in the hospital. And, and I love, I don't love that our people go through trauma, but I love sitting with someone in that because there's something holy that when we're hurting, no words change the circumstance, but to be the presence of Christ and to sit with somebody. So they're not alone 
It's huge. It, it's huge. Yeah. And just to have your heart break for somebody in a way that God sees them is, is humbling because it's not in our nature to think that way. And yeah. so I just, I love sitting with people in tough times so people mm-hmm. don't ever go through that alone. Yeah. It's life changing for a lot of people. And, and I think that one, especially in, and in that scenario, like sitting in a hospital, yeah, you know, we've had conversations before that is not my strong suit. That is not my sweet spot where I know for you, it sounds weird to call that like a sweet spot in yeah, ministry, but yeah. like, but you're so good in that setting. And I could look at that and be like, yeah, that is, that is a spiritual gift. Yeah. It's, right? it's definitely something I wish we would never have to do. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, but moments where I think of Rob Bailey and I were a part of the Santa Fe shooting yeah. piece and yeah. being in that, um, a room, not because I was, it wasn't because of something I did or how good I was, but to sit with a kid yeah. or a parent and just that moment is so much different. And so, yeah, that would be one for me that That's I huge. am grateful that God has given me. Yeah. Um, but it's still real hard because you hate to see people yeah. um, suffering and in struggle, but at least they're not doing it alone. Yeah. What about you? What is one spiritual gift that uh, you have that you see play out? or? I think one that I've, I've loved to, I think, just kind of dive into the most has been uh, hospitality okay. and in like different forms. So for us, that you know, says it enables you to reach out to others, welcome them into your home, into your life uh, in kind of a warm way. Yeah. And um, we do get to open our home a lot, not yeah. so much during COVID, but now <laughs> as, as things change a little bit and, and as life kind of returns to normal, we've been able to have kids over a couple of times over the summer, like some of our high school students. And um, I love to cook. So just to make a meal yeah. to enjoy that together, play some games, have a little Bible study or devotion. Um, it It's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's hard at times, right? It's a lot of work sometimes. Yeah. Um, it means we have to clean the house like the hour before people come over all the time, yeah. right? Um, but I love it. And not even just getting to do that at home, but even just when I'm out, like we host things here at the church and, you know, kids come in for, for Bible study. And it's just, I love the opportunity to just welcome people, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of invite them in and um, to make sure that they find a community that they can be a part of. I love, I love the hospitable people. Yeah. And I, you do a great job at that. And it's funny because you and Josh are exactly the same, my husband. And I love hanging with people. Yeah. And I love people wanting to feel at home in my house. Yeah. But I'm not the one to really. <laughs> Like, I want to sit with you on the couch, but Josh is the one, like, making them feel at home. And he's the one, you know, cooking the meal. And he's like you were to him. Cooking the meal is his way to serve and to love people and to really make this experience. But you do a good job, like, student ministry-wise and events is making sure those details are in place so that somebody is welcome. And somebody who doesn't have hospitality doesn't think through all those details, but you create this environment Mm -hmm. to welcome people in for those other next steps to happen. And so it's really a great spiritual gift. And I think it's one that we don't, like if you don't read through a list of spiritual gifts, there's a lot of them on there that you wouldn't think like, oh yeah, God could use this for whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I know there's people out there that love to be hosts and love to yes. welcome people in. Um, but maybe you've never thought of, oh man, in the way I welcome people or the way I create welcoming, warm environments for people to be a part of, God can use that. Well, I just go back as you were saying that. I'm like, 
yeah, there's something holy about it because it's literally first century church. Yeah. Right. You're bringing it back to basics. Come to my house. Let's eat together. Let's pray together. Mm-hmm. Let's do life together. Because, I mean, regardless of, of what happens when you're there, you're still creating community. Yeah. Right. And in the end, the body. It's the body of believers, right? Being together and then bringing people into that. And uh, that's huge. Yeah. And those are just two of them, right? I mean, there's yeah. there's a yeah. whole list that we could go through and, and some that Kat and I have and some that we could probably admit we are not the greatest or mm-hmm. most gifted in. Um, but we would love for y'all to take that dive into your spiritual gifts. Not to say that once you, uh, man, once you know what your spiritual gifts are, that you're going to be like acing them right away. Because once again, it's this discipleship journey where we're learning just to be with Jesus and to be obedient to him. Um, but just the awareness of, hey, maybe this is how God wants to use me uh, can make the world of a difference. Yeah. And so in our rock profile, there are um, some tests like that you can take. There's a spiritual gifts test so you can see what our spiritual gifts are, what yours are. Um, I will do a disclaimer that some people have taken it and it said we have no dominant gifts. You have all the gifts. Uh, well, and <laughs> by saying you have no dominant gifts, it just may mean that you answered you know, out of one to five, you answered three, you were playing it in the middle of the road. It doesn't mean you have dominant mm-hmm. gifts. Um, we believe that God gives gifts to people and yeah. to his people. And so uh, we encourage you to take that test mm-hmm. so that you can see, and maybe it's a shocker to you. I always say when you take tests like that, when you get results, ask people closest to you, mm-hmm. right? Ask your spouse, yeah. ask your friend, ask somebody because they are a good Find wise counsel, yeah. but ask them, is this real or not? Because they can also speak truth to you. Yeah. People shouldn't be shocked when Ross goes, oh, hospitality. Yeah. Like, right. like, ooh, big shocker. We ask know. them to or confirm it for you. Another yeah. one is yeah. service. Like anybody who knows you knows yeah. service absolutely mm-hmm. is one of your spiritual gifts. And so check that out with somebody yeah. so they can say, oh, yeah, I totally see that. And maybe they're like, this is where you already have done that for me. Yeah. You know, like they've seen that fruit in you already because mm-hmm. of that relationship. So you can get that assessment by reaching out to just about anybody on staff, uh, but Pastor Randy, our Caring Connections pastor, anyone on our discipling team, uh, our pastoral staff can get you set up with that. So you can take that, see what those results look like. And then, yeah, sit down with someone that you trust and, and test the waters a little bit, see if they confirm God's working in you. So it's a cool opportunity. Take yeah. a next step. Love it. Well, thank you guys for jumping in again, doing a little bit of homework. Next week, we start a brand new series looking through the book of Philippians. So we'll be back again with some more homework for you to do. See you then. Thanks for joining us as we looked back at Sunday's message in order to look forward to all that God has in store for us. I pray that you found some encouragement, but maybe some challenge and next steps as well. Can't wait for you to join us again, either right back here or on a Sunday morning coming up soon.